So welcome everybody to the Queen of the Trap podcast. I am your host, DJ K-Dev, and today I have a very special guest with me. If you don't know who she is, she is most recognized for winning season one of the iconic reality show back in 2006 called Flavor of Love. And she also competed <laughs> with 20 females on that show for the affection of Flavor Flav, which we will get to later. She was also seen, <laughs> she was also seen, has this for an intro, by the way. <laughs> Listen, this podcast is totally like, you could say whatever you want. I'm trying to give you a great interview. Um, I'm trying to give you a great opening through to this, but I'm actually just so excited to be interviewing you because I grew up on you, to be honest. So I appreciate that, girl. Welcome, 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 Nicole Hoops Alexander. What is going on, girl? What's up? (laughs) That much I can't call it. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So you have been in this game for many years now. You started at 23 years old. But before we get into all of that stuff, I want to learn a little bit more about who Nicole Alexander is and where she came from. (laughs) Well, um, I have it. Thanks for reminding me. My birthday is coming up too, just yes, FYI. <laughs> Happy early birthday. It's a whole nother year in the game. Um, so Nicole Alexander, born and raised in Brownstown, Michigan. That's south of Detroit, a very rural side of town. We grew up on a dirt road, dead end. We had three streets on our block and in the backyard, nothing but woods and nothing but ponds and catching turtles, crawfish and swinging from ropes into the creek bed, I swear. So I'm talking about foot racing down dirt roads with every boy on the street. I would win every single time. Oh, that's awesome. And when our ditches would flood, we'd be tubing in it. Okay, that's where I'm from. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's my, the way that I was raised. Yeah. I've never yeah. been to Michigan, but I do love the outdoors. So it sounds like a place that I would love because I love fishing. I love yeah. the water. I love the woods. Camping. Yep. Yep, that's what we grew up doing. My uncle first taught me how to fish. We went out, you know, northern Michigan is very beautiful. Obviously, we're surrounded by the Great Lakes. So we'd go out there fishing. We do ice fishing, regular fishing. I'm talking about for crappie, anything you could ever think of. Um, so we, we I, lay, I grew up living a very rural life. My grandma comes from gardening. And so we planted everything that we it was very farm to table. That is one thing that people would be like, wait, what? You know, you look at me and they're like, wait, you came from that? Yeah. So everybody's like, why Tennessee? Well, it's very home-like for me. So to be by the mountains and, you know, nature and things like that, that's how we grew up. So. Absolutely. I love, I love all the nature. I love the <laughs> and stuff like that. So I could definitely relate to you in that way. Um, before becoming a personality on TV, um, did you do any sports? Did you go to high school, college? Yeah. So growing up, um, I was very competitive as a child. Um, you know, we, we grew up with a basketball pole in our driveway. And again, I'll mention that we lived on three dirt roads. There was a subdivision, not really a subdivision, but it was three dirt roads of streets. And we lived on the third street with the dead end. 
we were the only house with a double driveway. So we had enough room to put a, you know, we had my dad like built a, um, a basketball goalpost there. So I'm talking about from the three streets to, to our whole street. We had every kid on the block, even grown up, mostly guys come in and playing ball in our driveway. Yeah. Um, I am the oldest of five younger other oh, wow. siblings of mine or whatever, all girls. So all girls, um, oh boy. Yeah, yeah all, all girls, <laughs> all girls. So we grew up very tough. Um, but every day waking up, I mean, I think I grew up with the basketball in my hands and I think we got tough by playing with bigger, better people. Um, especially me, like the guys, the competitive competitiveness of just all these other people coming on my home court. Yeah. I had something to prove all the time, you know, but I can remember like five years old having this basketball and granny shoot like I would granny shot it up just to try to hit the rim, you know, there. yeah, but never once did that rim get lowered for me never ever got lowered so I had to make it to 10 feet so that was always a goal so I'm I'm very competitive to the to the core um and I think that's where I got my competitive to my father and just like you know how we grew up yeah absolutely I mean I'm the same way that's how you know I got into the fishing and stuff like that like my father's a bayman so we definitely get those traits from our parents and growing up around our surroundings and stuff like that definitely Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of the basketball, so we we know that your nickname is Hoops. Now, how did you find out about this casting call for the, like, what made you get into reality TV in the first place? You were like 23 years old. I was 13 watching you on TV, which <laughs> crazy, but you, like... I was so excited to be doing this in the first place because like my team, who you just worked with, um, heavy hitters, DJ New Era, shout out to the Fitted Cap Low movement. Love him to death. He is the man. Like he is the person to go to for anything. Like messages <laughs> out the butt from me. Like, um, I want to do this interview. Hook me up. So that's how we got started. Um, he actually was like, uh, do you know hoops from like flavor? I was like, do I? I grew up on her. I was like, I need that interview. So he gave me your manager's contact, and that's how we are here today. Yeah. yeah. But how did you how did you get started with that? Like, were you yeah. doing anything before Flavor of Love to lead to this? Um, I think just uh how I look came with the territory modeling wise. Um, I started in hair actually. Oh, um, it wasn't something I ever aspired to or anything like that. I am a tomboy at heart. I'm an athlete at heart. Yeah. I want to climb trees. I want to get dirty. I want to walk barefoot in the ground, in the grass. Like I want to swim in a mud hole. Like that's who I am. So when it's like, Oh, you got to get pretty. I'm like, eh. oh, okay, whatever. Right. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started in the hair business or whatever. And I first started out at the Bonner Brothers Hair Show in Atlanta. And I had like an, her name was Sonia M. She was like the coldest, baddest hairstylist out of Detroit, Michigan at the time. Well, anyway, I ended up meeting like a partner in crime or whatnot. And he was a, a professional like um, basketball player overseas. Yeah. I ended up with him going overseas. I lived in Italy for three years and I played ball over there. Awesome. I'm the type. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I'm the type that, and this was before any of this, I'm the type that, like, you're never going to just kind of, like, keep me sequester me to, 
oh, I'm going to be a housewife or I'm going to sit here. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to, I want to grind. I want to hustle. I'm going to do all these things, you know, like get my own. That's just in my heart, my soul, my blood. So whenever we went overseas or whatever, you know, he was the man like Vaughn or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to sit here and wait on you to get back from the games. We go to the games, we come back here at practice. I'll find my own team. I found my own team. Oh, that's I played awesome. with them. Yeah. And it was freaking amazing. Like I, I experienced so much life so young. Well, he had a lot of friends in the business and we went to LA and um, I had a friend over at the, over there at the time. And actually he, we went to see his agent. I wasn't even in nothing. Yeah. And um, we went to see his agent and she was like, Hey, you need to take her over here to this building at the time. 51 minds. I don't have a clue that this is like the number one production company in the world. Yeah. And uh, we gone over and I'm like, for what? He goes, I don't know. She said to take you. So I'm going to take you. They're fixed to close. So I remember getting there. No one's in the building. It's just me. There's a camera and there's a lady. They give me this clipboard. Hella questions. I'm talking about questions. I'm young that like, I'm like, I don't know if I should. Am I supposed to answer these questions? Questions, crazy questions. Like, where's the craziest place you had sex? Like, da da da. And I'm literally like, do I call my mom to be like, yo, should I I answer this? Like, should I answer this? (laughs) Completely oblivious. Like, so. They get me back up there and give them the, the clipboard back. We get into the room and there's a camera there and there's a green screen in the back. And I just remember her kind of re-asking those questions that I filled out on the form. And she's like, you know, just be yourself. Woo, woo, woo. I don't know at the time. This is the casting. You understand? Oh, so I'm like, you didn't really know what you were going into. Oh, didn't have a clue. Okay. I didn't have a clue. So I'm still in La La Land. Like, whatever. I don't care. I don't even care. Like, like I just, I just want the work. money. Like, no, it, there's no money. So we didn't get paid oh. nothing. This is reality starting up. Everybody's like, oh, did you do it for the money? This and the other. There was no money there. We that we were lucky to get a per diem every question. couple of days. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So um, we don't know who it is. All I know is it's a dating show. Well, I get a call and... um. You know, I get this gigantic contract sent to me or whatever. And I'm Michigan. I don't give, I, I'm young. I don't care. Oh, I'm signing. Hey, yeah. are you, are you available for three weeks at a time to film? Blah, blah, blah. And it's hush, hush. I mean, I don't know. There's other women. I don't know who the male is. I don't know nothing. I just know it's a dating show. We know nothing. Oh my God. I sign. I say, yeah, I'm in. They fly me to LA. They sequester us. Keep us completely apart. I don't know nothing. Yeah. Uh, we're not having conversations. All I know is we're getting ready. Boom. Fast forward, we get to the house in LA, gigantic mansion, and we walk into this gigantic place. It's it's amazing. I'm like, I'm looking at all these cameras. I'm like, what in the world is mind you? Yeah, reality is just now starting. Now we the ones like we really kick the the dating shows, the love shows off. So I get there and I'm looking, and this is when I see all these other women coming out. Nineteen other women coming. I'm yeah. like, yeah. Mind you, this is me. I'm an old time boy. They all got the dresses, you know. And the people brought the dresses. We could pick from them. We had to pack oh, still our own clothes, but they're walking over and I'm like, what? And then there's people that, you know, stand here, stand here, stand here, stand here. And the next thing you know, five, four, three, everybody take your places. Two, one. And the doors fly open and Flavor Flav walks through the doors. I said, oh, hell, hell, hell. hell. So, oh my god so they didn't even tell you a damn thing that's yeah, so- that was real reality back then we didn't have a clue i gotta tell you because that was like mine and new era's question like we were like was she really in love with this man was it for the money because it's flavor flame there, there was no money there was no money 
That's so crazy. No money. We had no idea. So, you know, at this point, if you go back and you watch the show, you don't see me for like the third, the third episode. I'm up in the room like, yo, I'm packing my bag. First I'm of all, everything been together. Good. I'm like, I'm about to hear like, I'm really? In the old episodes, they don't have it anywhere but you can find them on youtube so i did watch episode uh, like i remember i remember everything about that show like i lived for that show back in the day so i remember a lot from it but i remember and i did watch recently the first episode and like your reaction to it and i'm like i don't think she really knows like what's going on but i wasn't sure because like you I don't really know how like reality TV works. I've never been on a show like that. So just to like see it, I was like, oh, I don't know. But I had to ask because like, that's crazy that they just throw you in like that so young where your parent, your parents weren't with you or anything. No, this was a venture on my own. I mean, I think I was uh, always like a, a gypsy soul at a very young age. And yeah. I always knew I wasn't going to have like a regular job. I, I didn't know what that would entail, but I got a hus hustlers in my, like hustlings in my blood, no matter what. Yeah. I know that like, if it's somebody I love or family, this out and the other, no matter what, I'll make sure you have what you need. Like that's just in me. And even for myself, like I just knew that at a young age, I never wanted to like grow up in school. You got to hear that. You got to hear that alarm clock. You got to wake up every day for school. And I hear every day it wakes you up. I'm like, man, this, this thing is controlling my life. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't have that. You know what I'm saying? So I literally at a very young age, I said one day I'll get to wake up and do whatever I want to do. This is not going to dictate like where and what my life is. I, I, that is one thing I can say that I remember saying at a young age, like I'm never listening to this alarm clock. I don't ever want to hear one again. Yeah. So after that, like, I mean, like, you know, speaking things into existence, I never thought it would be this, but it was, but yeah, that's how the reality saga started. Um, and then Flav came out. He's a freaking amazing person. I love him to death. Yeah. He told me on the show, he was like, yo, your life is going to change. And I'm like, um, what do you mean? <laughs> what the heck do you mean? Like, I don't drink. I didn't have one sip of alcohol the entire time. I don't drink, you know, like none of that was in there, but Back then, reality was different. You could fill a house so up with liquor, put the females there, and then you have a show. I mean, it's obviously a lot has changed, but, you know, that was a very, a, a raw and honest type of um, like show that started this brought into something and, oh, you're about to do it for the next three weeks, whether you like it or not. Or not. A hundred percent. 99%. <laughs> that's just what it was. So, but lo and behold, um, you know, production would try to get me to be like, yo, you got to like... You know, you got to vie for his attention. You got to do this and the other. And back then, Bachelor was going yep. on, Bachelor and Bachelorette. I don't, I'm not, I'm outside. You, know, women. you think I'm inside? You think I'm inside watching TV? I don't know what the Bachelor and the Bachelor, but Flair would be like the new Black Charlotte. And I'm, the Black Shirt, the, what do you say? The Black, the Black Charlotte, like the Black version of the Bachelorette, the Bachelor. I'm like, man, I don't even know what this is, but basically, production was very involved in trying to create you know the drama behind the scenes and I'm not about that um I was just like dude I'm not going to pull another girl off of his lap to get attention this, this is craziness to me you know so yeah a lot of people that were there understood the dynamic of it they understood what it takes to to do all these things and what they were there for I did not so I was very much a fish out of water um how it ended up working in my favor was just a real and organic me and 
you know, uh, slave connected off screen in a very real way. I'm talking about from we were in dope house. There was a basketball court. There was swimming. I was creating all kinds of content. Those of you two playing basketball together, that definitely did look genuine. That looked we like were out there doing it with living life. Yeah, and um, we developed a very close, real friendship. I love him. He is still the best person I've ever met to this day. The most genuine person I've ever That's met in my life. Play. Love him to death. So there you go. So, well, I'm kind of actually in the same position as you because I'm now, well, I'm four years older than, you know, you were at that age. So I'm still like building in that way myself. And I have ADHD. So like, I'm all over the place. And like you, like, I'm not, I'm not one of these girly girls. Like, you know, I, I put nice clothes on, but I'm a tomboy at heart. I really uh -huh. am. So I can definitely relate to you in those ways. Um, but also, like you said, this wasn't for money. But two years later, you did land a role winning two $250,000 on a show yes, and I, am. Called I love money. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. How did you get into that after doing and uh, after doing that show and yeah. did you actually receive the money? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a question. laughs> All right. So, so basically after flavor of love, um, as, as you know, I mean, as you watch, you see the reunion and I had to be the bad guy like, oh, it's not working out. But basically they had already season two casted. So it was, oh, that's it was running. It was, run that. it was three. Yeah, it was three seasons. So it's show business. So I learned a lot very fast, very fast. Um, they also offered me an I Love Hoop show and Ooh. coming from what I seen. Yeah. Coming from what I seen and just how it maneuvered that way. I guess I had a hard time uh, with the, uh, the the fantasy world of television and what it could in real life. Me, I can't I can't just put on something for no reason. I don't care about a dollar. I don't care about a camera. None of those things. I can't pretend to be something I'm not. So right. I said no to the show because I'm not about to make the world think that I'm really in love I'm with this person. Really I can't do that. So I turned it down um, and I turned another show down. And then uh, they came out with all the other shows. And then 2008 came and Chris Abrego loved him to death. He's like number one guy leading the shows, 51 Minds at the time for VH1. He was like, yo, Nikki, like, I got to get you back on here. Like, like, come on, I'm doing, we're doing this competitive show. Yeah. And um, we want all of the fan favorites to be on here. We need you. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. And he was just like, I'm like, what, like, why? Like, he goes, no, he is like, Nick, you don't understand. Like at all the calls we're getting, like you are like, they want to see you. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the show about? He goes, it's adventurous and it's dangerous. And we're in Huatuco, Mexico and it's competing for, you know, a cash prize. And I'm like, did you say adventurous and dangerous? Adventurous? I I'm all about that. Let's do it. I said, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> he goes, but let me tell you, we have our winner already. And I said, what? I said, wait, what? He goes, yeah, I mean, white boy was supposed to win. So I go, how? So he's like, well, listen, it's a chance to pub your, you know, literally, he goes, it's a chance to like get on there and like, you know, just get back on TV. And I'm like, so you have a winner already? Like, that's crazy. Why am I doing this? I said, wait, what? He goes, well, look, you'll meet new connections. You just get back on there. Have a good time. The challenges are fun. It's an experience. And I'm all about experiences. And I'm like, yeah, all right, that's fine. I've never been to Huatuco, Mexico. I've been to Mexico, but never there. 
I go, okay, fine. And you said dangerous. You got me. I sign up. I made the most long, like I made the best friendships. I could, this, that pivotal moment in my life, meaning real Ahmad chance, white boy. They're still my friends to stay rest in peace. Ahmad. I, I promise you like some of the friends that I met there doing that whole experience is the best thing that ever happened to me in my life to this day. So, um, it was a very, you know, I was supposed to be there. Well, we fast forward to that. Uh, you know, we get down and if you watch the show, me and white boy, we are first two captains, which is yep. crazy. And before that, me, white boy, chance and real said, we, no matter what, we got each other's back. Aww. It's going to be us no matter what. This is before anything happens, but it just so happened, me and white boy win the first challenge. And now it's me and white boy, right? So now everybody has to split up on the gold team. They're the green team. <laughs> Fast forward through all of this stuff that's going on. I'm talking about crazy alliances, best show in the world to this day. And, uh, you know, you know, like the love dynamic happened, you, you know, we won't get into that or whatever, but, and, and so it comes down to me and white boy in the end. And I'm sitting on my bed for the last challenge of the entire show. And I'm just like, what in the world? But I know I'm not supposed to win this. Win, yeah. So, so I'm bed, I'm like, yeah, but I'm sitting on the bed, you know, and the white boy comes in there. He goes, man, this is crazy. He knows he's winning. Yeah. He's like, man, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, how are they going to do this? I'm waiting for them to, I, I want to see how production works. Right. So I was just like, I wonder like, and I'm just going through everything, like who got eliminated, who this and the other, whatever, like from the time it started to the time it finishes, boom, the competition starts and here we go. And we had is, if you go back, I think it was like, like, like six different legs of the race. Uh, there were physical and mental challenges there and we get to the first leg of the race in the series. And I'm just like, how, how was he going to get the lead? Because we're so all timed. And sure enough, production was placed there to give him the money to get into the taxi way before me. I literally sold my belly button ring to give him the money. And now he's three minutes ahead of me getting to the finish line. I'm like, Oh, this is how they do it. He gets the head start and then he wins. I'm like, okay, whole tired time in my mind, except for I'm not giving up. I'm nope. not giving up. You're competitive. You got I'm not giving up. You hear me? So I'm just like, take the belly ring. You take my, I don't care. Take it all. Yeah. They finally give me the hundred pesos to get into the second leg of the race, which is get into the taxi and drive you to the next leg. We get there and you got to run through the woods and then you got to run through these sand dunes and roll this big coin. And then you got to get into the boat and then you got to swim off the shore and you got to go up these fucking, so can we cuss? Yeah, of course. Of course. We got to go. You can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's okay. We got to go these crazy steps to this castle that we were living in. And production stops you right before the last leg. And they're like, you guys ready for this? And, you know, at this point, I made up like two minutes and 13 seconds of time. And me and white boy look at each other dead in the face. He goes, I'm going to take you shopping when we get to Miami when I win. And I'm like, I love you. I'm just glad it's one of us. Yeah. Boom. He goes up the steps. I'm waiting. Time's counting down. And I, and I see one minute, 13 seconds. It's time to go. All right, my turn. Boom, I go up the steps. I mean, I'm talking about hella steps, stone steps, mm-hmm. going, boom, 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 And I'm thinking it's over. Like, this is it. I'm waiting for my check to get voided. And then they're like, no, there's one more leg of the race. Like, you got to put the characters in order from which they got eliminated from day one to now. I said, oh, 
I go, I run over, I said, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, they're like, dang, that's it. Boom, white boys checked out void and I won the, I said, no. no. I said, no, no way, like I was crying. I said, down like this. Chris Abrego, the production was like, how do you keep winning all this stuff? <laughs> that is awesome. They were crying too, I was crying, I'm like, what? Oh, was yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah, that was, that was something. That is amazing. See, like, you don't know what happens behind reality TV. You don't know what is going to go down. Anything can change at any given time. That is so cool. Like, I honestly thought everything was planned out, you know, but you guys still had to do the challenges. And that is amazing that you won that month. Now, now you're, what was it, 25 years old at the time? What yeah. did you do with all that money? Investment, family, and a lot of partying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but investment and family is definitely number one. That's what I would have done too, because that's a lot of money for a 25-year-old. That's a whole lot. <laughs> definitely a whole lot. Of, I probably would have saved half and then like spent half. That's probably oh, girl, half gets given away for taxes, so you can kiss that goodbye. Yeah, and then yeah, you had to be very strategic with it. So I mean, back then, um, I just knew like I was very family oriented, so I just made sure my family had what they needed, and um, and then invested the rest. So yeah, that's amazing, though. Um, so after that, I saw that you did a couple other things. Um, one of those being you were in a movie called <laughs> Ghetto Stories in 2010. I don't personally know about that movie. So if you could tell me and everybody else about that movie a little bit. Gosh, yeah. So that was my very first movie. Um, I had did a couple reality um um videos before that um chunk of the deuce and and basically if you've seen a lot of the videos that i've done i'm usually the only female because i'm yeah i mean i i they wanted to cast me for hella videos and i just this just <laughs> not my like like i'm not a video vixen type of you know what i mean yep. so h-town that's my home away from home hey. and love all my people there uh slim thug paul everybody but um and then ghetto stories came little bootsy and Lil Keek, uh, well, who was it? Yeah, Lil Boosie in it. And um, I was Kayla in the movie. And basically, Kane from Minnesota Society, a lot of people know Kane. Yeah, yes. <laughs> basically, um, you know, I was just a good little housewife and just, you know, making sure that the home was taken care of while they were out doing their thing on the streets. And, you know, the two families came against each other and they ended up taking my man out. And I worked, I was a nurse, like a full-time working nurse. And so... You know, I was at the hospital and, you know, a late call come through and it's my boyfriend coming through on the stretcher. So, yeah, it was a crazy scene. Ghetto Stories was great. And so um, that was my very first role That's uh, awesome. in, in movies. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first role I had. You've done so much and we're definitely going to talk more about what you've done because I'm just getting started in the earlier years. Um, but you have accomplished a lot and I'm very, I'm like, I'm very excited to see what you have more 
to do, but I'm, I'm happy to see like what you went through trial and error wise to get where you needed to go today. Because like at the same time, we're going through it as well. So we look up to people like you, especially me. Like I, like I said earlier, like I grew up on you. So, you know, listening to all of these things, it's just like, okay, she went through it. So, you know, I'm on the same, I'm on the same path. I'm doing the right things. So definitely, definitely that is amazing. Um, now going back to a little bit of the relationships. (laughs) I got some questions, girl, because I found some stuff out too, that I didn't personally know either. Um, but now, were you dating T.I. at one point in time? Because uh, uh, every female in the world wishes that they could date that man, especially me over here. He yeah, said, I did. I get married any day if <laughs> But did yeah. that actually happen? Yeah, me and Tara were very close at one time. Um, a lot of the stuff that I did in the business, I, I really, I was not public with it. Yeah. Um, it was very just private to me because I was still trying to find that balance. T.I. taught me a lot in the business and just a lot about myself, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so I mean, that, that whole saga happened, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it, I, I don't know, I was doing my research and I was like, wait, she really did date T.I.? Like, I had no idea. So I made sure that was one of my questions for today. <laughs> But yeah, you were in another relationship for a couple years after that with NBA Shaquille uh-huh. O'Neal. How <laughs> the heck did that start? <laughs> well, 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 hold on. They're both basketball players, so we obviously know there was something in common. But, <laughs> but we yeah. need to know these things. <laughs> yeah. Now Shaquille and I we're still close to this day. Um. Basically, we have one of the same photographers we work with or whatever. And um, I had mentioned some of his work on Big, his name in the business as well. And um, and my photographer, I let him know, like, yo, she's here, blah, blah, blah. She loves this picture, woo, woo, woo. And then we kind of just started talking through that. Obviously, we've known each other through the business, but it's never yeah. been anything like that um, until that day. And then uh, he pursued, and it was very consistent. And um, I... Literally around this time, I was in Vegas for my birthday and he actually was filming Shaq versus because he was trying to get me to come to Orlando. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to, I'm, I'll, I'll, if, if it's meant for us to see each other, be where we are, we'll end up in the same place. I'm kind of a, I kind of a hardball. So, uh, that's, that's a good thing. I lost <laughs> that touch over the years. So, yeah. So it took him a second and, but he was, he was persistent. I mean, I, I will give him that. And so, no. I was in Vegas for my birthday. He was a Shaq versus, and then we ended up at a party together, met him, and um, literally the chemistry, oh my gosh, she's a big teddy bear, playful, you know, competitive, you know, everything I am, it, it, a big kid at heart, um, take care of the people we love, just Aww. just a good, good-hearted person, want to help anybody that we can if we can, and I just was like, man, and so, uh, yeah, that's just really how it started, and he literally was the first man in my life to really be like you're coming with me come on let's do this you, you understand what i'm saying like we don't have i don't see that that much these days like even yeah. with my sisters or any other women in my life there aren't too many men men out there that when they want something they get it they go after it and then they 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 do what they've been saying the actions speak louder than words to me he was all action 
So I said, okay. And then we, we did it for three years. We had a, a good, good time, a very fun relationship. He taught me so much about the business. I'm very blessed to, to actually be there for his last year of the MBA and go through that transition with him from retiring uh, to get his PhD as doc in a doctorate. And um, I didn't even know he did what that. A, what he's, yeah, he has a doctorate degree and everything. I mean, man is smart, um, but he taught me so much. So I have lived a lot of life and seen a lot of things. And I've, um, yeah, it's just, it's been great. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. We all have to go through breakups, relationships, but it makes us better people and it helps us grow. 100%. So it was definitely something you had to get through, you know, in order to. I wish you guys would have stayed together because that's actually very cute. To be <laughs> I, I could see you guys being together, playing basketball all the time. Yeah, we did. Because it he does fun. look like a huge teddy bear. And I've, I've seen interviews with him. I've watched a lot of his stuff. Yeah. So he does look like you two would get along very well. We but, did. Um, not, now, getting past the relationship parts a little bit, you, not only are you a reality star, we kind of already talked about a little bit of this. You have been in magazines. Um, you've done modeling. You've done music videos. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about your previous projects that you've done um geez I can't even count the numbers of covers of magazines I've been on articles I've been in as far as magazines um and it was crazy to catch that wave before everything changed I come from a world before social media mm -hmm. um we didn't have the likes the looks the the pictures things like that it was all if your publicist can get a hold of us so basically like whenever I came out the less you were a um you how could I say this uh politically correct if you were touchable you were devalued if people could get a hold of you and they could see you and touch you easily you were devalued the harder it was to get a hold of you and get your contact information the higher your value was. so that was the difference between us and so we were on that little like teeter-totter scale of everything getting ready to change um it started to change in 2008 2009 with Facebook and everything else that was coming out where likes and numbers meant everything, right? Everything. Coming from a world where you don't, we were- We don't know what that's about. Like, we're- Yeah, so it was, it was different for us. And I'm like, wait, what? And so transitioning to that has been something a little bit crazy. I started Instagram hella late, like all these other platforms, because we're used to just doing what, doing what we do. But um, so all of those things, magazines, you know, the articles, uh, the the- well, I'm still doing videos, obviously. I just had a video with Ty Dolla Signs. That was freaking awesome. I and know that. Yeah. And oh. so it's called Better Than Your Exes. So y'all got to check that out on his oh. new album. I think uh, I have just... that, actually. But I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah. That's so, so we did. Cool. Uh-huh. Very fun video. Um, But to now, it is a big, big difference. And you have to ride that wave of the current yeah. Um, I will say it's like going against the current. It's like, it's harder to swim, right? You know what I mean? Okay. You're fighting harder, but when you just go with it, you never know where you end up. So you, you must go with the current to be able to adapt and change and flow. Absolutely. So that's what I've been able to do, you I'm, know, and, and here I am that right now too, myself. Cause like I, I've been doing everything on my own for so many years and now I have a team backing me, you know, my team, but I, I was always 
I was always doing things on my own time. And now it's like, I have to ask questions. I have to make sure I'm doing things right. I have to be doing this, doing that. So it's like, you learn as you get older, but it's good to have people who Mm -hmm. can network for you as opposed to back in the day where like, you know, it's hard to get those contacts. It's hard to get in touch with these people. A hundred percent. Now, if you, now you need to be accessible because if you're not, they just move on to the next person. You know, but I, I think the big misconception with the likes meaning everything, if I could change anything in the world, it'd be that we have so many young girls and boys just in our youth that literally base their, um, their value and their worth off of a number alike. And I I just had a magic wand that I could just go and maybe like, you're good. Like, I wish I could do that, but that's not where we are. That's the only thing that gets me now. Cause it's just like, man, and I have 17 nephews and nieces. So I'm not just saying this, say it. It's I'm watching my own kids go through it in in all these other little poor babies in the world. And I, but it is what it is. Once again, this is a world changing world. It's very fast. And you know, I don't, if I could change something, it'd be that, but hopefully it gets better. (laughs) Yeah, it'll it'll be okay. I mean, it's just the way our world is evolving and uh, people get with it and realize that those things don't matter and just get tougher and stronger. We need a tougher, stronger generation anyway. So absolutely, and we are the people who, you know, have to tell that to the younger generation so they can correct what they are doing wrong. You Mm -hmm. know, now, is there anybody that you have not crossed paths with in this industry? If you had the chance to work with them, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, one is a completely fictional character, non-fictional character. Okay. Um, well, but Tim Burton. I love Tim Burton. <sighs> like, literally, if I could just be in one of his films. And everybody, I mean, those that know me know, but, like, I do have a secret boyfriend. His name is oh. Jack Skellington. <laughs> Wait, who? Jack Skellington, Jack, from the Night Before Christmas. <laughs> that is awesome. I freaking love Jack. But, no, I literally would love to work with Tim Burton. I just think he's so mysterious. And um, I just love his work because it's so off the beaten path. It's very, like, dark and lovely. I should call it that. That yeah, he just he lives in his own world, and sometimes there are people out there that live that way. I love Tim Burton's yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I definitely, I definitely do. I can relate to Tim Burton. I love him, but that I would be an amazing. Love I love his work. He's you just a- try and get in contact with him about a movie. <laughs> Maybe do a speaking role. You, you never know. know. You never know. Um, so a little bit now, let's get into present day. Um, you just now going back to my team a little bit. You guys just got doing a done doing an event the other day for first lady, um, part three, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what that is for the people that don't know. Well, we have a series on Amazon prime called first lady and we just wrapped up, um, part three, the revenge and, um, or the payback. And so that actually will be released in a couple weeks on Tubi and Amazon Prime. So right now we're still doing we're touring for premieres and stuff. But basically it's wrapped around my life and my family. I am the first lady. My name is Maria in the movie series. And, um, you know, basically, I don't know, once again, <laughs> uh, what my boyfriend's doing out on the streets. I just, I am, I they love, love that part, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. 
I know I'm well taken care of. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, whatever. Until his body gets sent to me in a bag at my door. And I'm like, Oh, do, do I figure out what's really going on? So basically he's tied up in a bunch of different like stuff on the streets or whatever. And, you know, secretly I got to step up to the plate. So I take it over, but people don't know it's me. So there's a war going on in the streets and they have no idea it's me. But number three, I get exposed a little bit. So you have to see how, you know, Maria loses a little bit of power. That's if that's she could get it back. Yeah. So. I'm going to have to watch all of them because I haven't even started. I didn't even know about this until I saw him posting up the pictures of you. And first of all, I have to say, I thought it was the funniest thing that you gave this man goldfish right off the plate. <laughs> I was like, what's, I asked him, I was like, what is the goldfish for? He was like, no, literally, like I asked her on the plane, can you get me some goldfish? And then like, I had to take a picture of her with the goldfish. Yeah. Like, that was the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, I told him I would until I delivered. I, I'm, a, I'm a woman of my word. That is awesome, though. I, I found that so funny. But no, <laughs> I, I just found out about the first lady movie. So now I'm going to have to go watch all of them. It's a, good, it's a good series. You'll like it. It's pretty addictive. So one and two is out on Amazon Prime and Tubi right now. Three is getting ready to drop in the next two weeks um, at the latest. Um, I also have another movie coming out called Dimes. You guys can keep up there at Dimes the Movie at Instagram. And uh, it's that one is about uh, me and two other friends. And, you know, we have all these guys around us that are living large. I mean, they're getting all the money. So we set them up on dates so we could rob them. But we're terrible. Oh, we're okay. freaking terrible at it. <laughs> it's, like, it's a dramatic comedy. It's a very, it's very light and funny. It's a, it's going to be, that's going to be a good one. That'll be out at the end of the summer. That I also have a wrestling series out on Hulu at the end of fall. Wait, coming. what? She said wrestling. Hold on. What? Yeah. What, what's that one about? It's called Against the Ropes. It's based on a real life character, Kayla Sparks. And um, yeah, I come in as another wrestler, Mercedes. And uh, it's pretty cool. So we'll see. We'll see that at the end of fall. I grew up on wrestling. So like, I'm definitely going to have to watch that. Definitely. Yeah, it'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. So what else do you have going on right now? Um, aside from like the movie stuff, what is your, what are you doing in the world today? What's your job? What do you got going Please. on? I don't know. What is it? Um, we're, we got sequel after sequel coming. I mean, I'm telling you. Um, so all those are following up 2022. I should uh, be at least producing about two of my own movies and directing my own movies. Ooh. Um, yes. Um, Pretty soon, um, I got a couple things going on in the liquor world and in, in the spirit world. Okay. So, uh, we yeah, might have, we might have to let me know about this. Huh? You might need to let me know about this because I just started something called Trap Juices. So, like, you know, the nutcrackers and stuff like that. I'm doing it out here on Long Island. So, you're on Long Island? It. Yeah. I have an event there the 15th and the 16th. You're more than welcome to come. Let me we'll know. exchange information after that. It's for the launch of 1-800-LICKERS. We got a big thing going on for in the uh, hospitality business. So, yeah, we'll, I'll, oh, we'll exchange. I will definitely be there. Yeah, we'll exchange information after. That's yeah. so funny. I didn't even know that. 
Oh, girl. It's going to be great for you, girl. You, you might have like 15 other jobs after this, but you can do it I all. I hope so, because I love to, like you, I have the hustler's mentality. Like, I'm constantly working. So, I mean, before like we wrap up everything, a little bit about me. I was a nursing assistant for six years of my life. Um, then Corona happens, and I have a sister with cerebral palsy. She's in a wheelchair. So I was like, I don't want to make my sister susceptible to this coronavirus. So I left and I pursued my DJing because I've had a controller for three years. It broke, my hard drive broke six times. And I'm like, you know what? I need to do this. I know that music and trap music and hip hop and like, this is what I need to be doing. And it took off so quickly. And then back in October, New Era signed me to his, um, his team. So I've been working with more people. It's just been amazing. And that's why like, I was so excited to get in contact with you because I was like, I grew up on her. I really, <laughs> this needs to happen. That's good. God works in mysterious ways. He definitely does. He definitely does. <laughs> so if for my last question for you for today, um, if you could give anybody advice, somebody who wants to follow in your footsteps, somebody who is going through the same stuff as you, what advice could you give them to get where like you are today? Well, I would say create your own footsteps. I mean, like a snowflake, none of us are created the same, not, not a one of us. Yeah. And you can have an idol and you can look up to somebody, but you still have to aspire to be who you are truly. Um, I didn't aspire to do this and, and, and God sent me here. So you have to be obedient to the energy in God as well, because yeah. um, even if you think that you have an idea of where you want to be, even if you think that you got it down pat and this is what you're going to do. God can show his power and say, no, this is not what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. And you need to be obedient to that. And they'll come in little signs first, but if you're being hardheaded, hit you upside the head and there might be something that you might, you know, it's going to take a long time to recover from or set you off your path. So I would say, stay humble. I would say, you know, uh, you don't have to follow in the footsteps of, a specific person and success means something different to every single person in the world. Yeah. If a path that you want to take, you've never seen before, you freaking create your own, you dig your own path and you make your own finish line. And that's what you do. You never stop until you get it. You just keep working your butt off and you'll get there. Amen to that because I can absolutely agree. Yeah. That's just it. And I thank you for being on my show today. <laughs> Alexander, I thank you so much. This was so amazing. <laughs> you are now tuned in. Let's go to the Queen of the Trap podcast.